this this brother to the sister, I've got no money. She was like, well, well, how are you going to, you know, how are we going to take care of the bill? He says, well, I live by faith. <laughs> I live by faith. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, in, in, as a week, you know, Mondays would be if you're living in a, uh, with, with, in a brother's or sister's flat, which is basically like a little commune. Um, you know, you would, uh, Monday would be considered brothers night or sisters night. That's when you'd have, you'd have a Devo together. Devos would be, you'd get together. Someone would share some, some verses. Uh, you know, you'd sing some songs. Um, you know, you did, there'd be some prayer, like a little mini, basically church service. Just a small group um, of people. Just a small group of people. So that, that's, that would be a brothers or sisters flat night. Then they'd eat together, maybe watch a movie or something. And that was kind of sacred. That's something you'd expect it to do. Tuesday night, um, you would, uh, if you was a leader, you would be in a leaders meeting. That's when, um, if you was a leader, for instance, I eventually became a leader and had a team of maybe I had nine people. I led that group with a, with another sister. And, uh, you know, the Tudors, the Tuesday meetings when you'd get together with your leader, who would be either someone, it would be someone in the ministry. Um, and they would have their, t- their, their group leaders or Bible group leaders, maybe nine or 10 guys. And we'd get together and we'd talk about things like statistics, like how many people did you have on church on Sunday? Uh, you know, who gave their contribution, who didn't give their contribution. You know, how many Bible studies have you got? You know, um, how many, how many people have you got committed for the following church service coming up? You know, you'd go through all your statistics, uh, stats, you know, um, who's on the sin list, who's on the weak list. Oh, not sin list, who's on the weak list. You know, so you had the weak list. The, the weak list would be people who aren't really playing ball. People who aren't coming to church every Sunday. People who aren't really giving their contribution. They'd be, they'd be on the weak list. They'd be, you know, kind of sus. So we'd have to put them on a special list and keep an eye on them, check it and make sure things were in order. Um, we had to see to it, you know, we had to see to it, brothers, you know, so we had, we had to say we'd see to it to our brothers and sisters and, uh, and yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, don't, don't be then, on the weak list. Don't be on the weak, on the weak list. list. You know, on a Wednesday night, Wednesday meeting, you know, so after work, you're, you're, you're Wednesday meeting midweek, you know, it's more on, you know, on, a, on again, on, on disciples, on the Christians, the members of the church. Um, and then, uh, on a, on a Thursday, man, that, that was a, you, you, you should be in a Bible study at third Tuesday, Thursday evening. You know, you should have people you're reaching out to. Um, and you should be, if you're not, if you don't have your own study, you should be in on a study the very least, but Thursday nights, you should be involved that that's uh, what we used to call, um, we used to call that. I think we'd say a prime time was the term we'd use prime time. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Um, <laughs> new lingo from the UK, prime time. We didn't use that time. out here. Okay. Prime time. So prime time with those gaps in a week where you should be out there, you know, either studying or out there reaching out to people. They, they were the prime time periods. Oh. If you're at home just chilling, you know, um, you're in sin. You know, you must be in sin. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no time to be idle. There's no time to be idle. Uh, so that, and then Friday night would be your, 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 uh, uh, we would have, I guess you'd say Bible talk. Uh, we would say, um, um, we'd say, yeah, we basically say Bible talk. We'd have other terms as well. But that's when your group, that'd be, that'd be my group of people who I 
would oversee. We'd get together and we'd kind of have some visitors come over, hopefully, and we'd, we'd do maybe a barber discussion. Um, and our focus was that basically it, it was an opportunity to get some people to come along and try and indoctrinate them, uh, befriend them, love bomb them, feed them, impress them. Um, but ultimately what we're doing is trying to, on a Friday night, you know, coerce some individuals. Let's just be straight, right? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, that was your week. And then, you know, Sunday. Uh, uh, wait, what, wait, what about, what about Saturday? Oh, 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 Saturday. oh, we can't skip Saturday. Now, Saturday was it? Now, Saturday was, Saturday afternoon was prime time. You should be out on the streets getting ready for Sunday because, hey, if you don't have any visitors, if you do have visitors, it should be overkill. You know, you need to do more. Um, and then Saturday night was date night. That was the one time where you could kind of let your hair down. There wasn't any pressure to be reaching out to anyone. You'd done all that Saturday morning you're, afternoon. You're, you're, kind, you're kind of off your clock. You're off the clock, yeah. You clock out, right, for a yeah. minute. Yeah, because nobody, um, nobody shares their faith on dates. No, no, no. Who no, the hell? No. Let me tell you something, man. I remember that happened maybe once or twice with a sister. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we ain't hanging out again. <laughs> <laughs> you better. You better not. <laughs> she may have been trying to impress you, you know. That's what I'm <laughs> saying, B. Like, nah, you know what? Nah, keep that shit. I don't want to, uh-uh. I've been, I've been slaving all week. <laughs> I just want to watch the damn movie. That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. Oh, man. No, but you said a key thing, like trying to impress. Yeah. Yo, she was trying to, yo. I'm not going to front. There was times I was trying to impress the sisters too, you know? Exactly. It's, it was, yo, Cousin Eddie, we used to, it was like, it was like like peacocks. Yeah. Right? The way peacocks fan out their feathers to try to impre impress the yeah. other. You know, our peacock feathers had how many studies you had, how many baptisms yeah. you did, how long was your quiet time, how long oh. you've been a disciple. Oh, that was one too, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, because yeah. Yeah, once you tell people, yeah, I've been in the game for eight years, they're like, whoa. Uh, yo. You're when a you dinosaur. Met, and then when you met the people that were in 10 plus, you're like, yo, I got to be like that, brother. <laughs> yes, yes, you are bowing to them. Yes, Dell is currently bowing to the 10-year disciples out there. That's how we would treat it without question. So anyhow, so we're back to Saturday night. Let your hair down. We're off the clock. Yeah, you know, date night and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, they could be so. I mean, let me tell you some stories about some. Of, I'll tell you a story about some of the things that would happen at some of the funny things that would happen at these date nights in terms of the the, the culture of of the kingdom. Um, you know, I remember hearing a story or hearing stories like this. It's one brother trying to impress a sister. You know, I'm I'm a faithful you know brother. You know. And uh, takes a sister, takes a sister on a date, right? Comes towards the end of the. I think there's actually a group of them, um, and uh, of course there's a big group of them. And uh, you know the brothers obviously pay for the sisters, you know. So this brother, uh, this sister's obviously waiting for this brother to kind of take his wallet out, you know, and take care of things, right? And he's not doing it, so she's starting to get a bit uncomfortable. Everyone else is kind of t you know taking care of things, and he's just kind of sitting there. And uh, she says, oh, uh, are you going to, you know, take care of that? Should we maybe call the waiter? And, he's, and he said to the sister, I've got no money. This happened, right? I remember it was at a table we were discussing this. Someone at the table was there, right? This, this brother said to the sister, I've got no money. She was like, well, well how are you going to, you know, how are we going to take care of the bill? He says, well, I live by faith. 
my face. <laughs> Man, she pulled her wallet out. She took care of it. But I think he may, he may have been trying to impress her, you know? Like, hey, I'm a, I'm a super spiritual brother, you know? I don't even carry my wallet, <laughs> you know? But you know what the, the irony of it? You said she took out her wallet. <laughs> His faith <Yeah>. works. <laughs> he came along. <laughs> Maybe he's on to something we're not. <laughs> so he, so there was, so he was in his mind, he was like, yep, there it is again. I ain't bringing a wallet. <laughs> hey, there were some characters. There were some characters, you know. There were some characters. Yeah. There were some characters, 100%. I don't know if people viewed me as a character. I don't know, but I know there were some characters. So now we're doing all this, and then the culmination of the week is Sunday. Sunday. Uh, <sighs> can, we, can we just stop for one second? Uh, I, I just wanted to clarify something, Dell. You mentioned um, when you woke up out of the, uh, you know, out of the 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 ten year coma. Mm. You said that. Uh, the the person next to you got angry, got up, and then rushed the stage of the of the, the pastor. Uh, well, she never rushed the stage. She she got up. Uh, and she she got up and basically um, started to shout at the the uh, evangelist on stage. And then you like said that. he he hit. Did he he hit? Did now, he just what, put what, his what? head down, or did yeah, he fall he into his he head? in in distress? He oh okay, gotcha. All right. I was you know, trying to understand slump. if she, you know, you know, pile drive him, you know, pick him up. <laughs> yeah, she, she gave him a DDT <laughs> and then he, 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 he bumped it. <laughs> the DDT. So to clarify, this yeah. woman did not pile drive the uh, she didn't evangelist. Pile drive the evangelist. He just, no. he just, in distress, he, he put his head yeah. down on the podium. Yeah, yeah he slumped and, into the podium. He literally hit his head on the podium. You know, the, the motion. You know, he, he slumped into the podium, almost mm-hmm. fell into it in just absolute distress. With he tears. was just deflated. Yeah, completely. Yeah. It was a really <laughs> sad sight. You know, um, someone I really actually liked, um, and it was sad to see that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that's what happened. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So let's talk about let's talk about this letter. Oh, right? let's talk about this letter. The now infamous Henry Crete letter was distributed worldwide in early two thousand and three. Does that sound about right, Dell? Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, and it sent shockwaves around the kingdom, for a lack of a better term, and. And when I say kingdom, I mean literally in all the churches worldwide. Now, however, the epicenter of all of this was London, London, England, where you were. Yeah. Or are. Yeah. I'd like to talk about the immediate impact of the letter, right? Before we discuss the impact, why was it written? Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, all of this happened a very, very long time ago, I should just say. Um, and 
my memory, you know, I remember, I remember everything that happened, but not necessarily in the right order, not necessarily in the right order. So, so uh, let me just, let me just kind of put out, put that out there right now, um, that everything I'll, I'll be describing might not be 100% accurate in terms of order. But, um, you know, I, I can, everyone experienced that letter in their own kind of unique way, depending on where you were at when it came out, you know, where you were hardcore kind of committed, sold out brother, where you kind of on the fringes, you know, um, you know, depending on where you were on the spectrum of leaving and hardcore sold out disciple, that letter affected you in, 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 a, in a unique way. Um, now, for me, um, when that letter came out, I, I wasn't actually, um, I was still pretty much undecided. Um, a lot of things happened prior to that letter coming out. You were undecided on what? On, 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 uh, my opinion of the ICOC, you know, am I going to dig in and, and keep going and remain faithful? Um, or am I going to leave this, this, this organization? Literally, you're literally at a crossroads. I'm literally at a crossroads. I hadn't, I, I definitely, I mean, at the time I was definitely more, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a disciple. Um, you know, and it's all about God. It's not about the individuals. That's where my, my head was kind of at at the time. Yeah. When, uh, but a lot of things happened, you know, um, at the time. And you know, Kip McKean, I know around Kip McKean, I think in 2001, I think at one point, he wrote a letter um, at one point to the church. Uh, a resignation letter. Not a resignation letter, but uh, he was going on a sabbatical. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then uh, I think it was and, Mark Temple. And his letter, his letter, Kip McKean's letter was, was um, he was the leader of the whole thing. His letter was absolute bullshit because oh. he was talking about like his sins, cousin Eddie, like his mistakes and stuff. But he was talking about the cool sins, right? Like he was talking about, you know, my problem was I loved you too much. <laughs> my my problem was um, uh, we did so many things and I took all the credit, right? My my, my problem was I, I didn't I didn't seek enough help, like cool shit. Mm. It's like go go stroke your ego somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of take you through the kind of how I remember things, uh, the kind of order of what happened. So Kip writes that letter. Kip Kip writes that letter, and, and then around about two thousand and two, Mark Temple, or I believe it's Mark Temple. I think he calls this unity meeting. Who's he? Uh, now Mark Templer is a very key individual. He was responsible. Uh, now, from what I remember planting um uh, I think the church in India and he was like a kind of he had demigod status out there you know um and uh then he he was assigned to London he was um one of the uh one of the key leaders you know one of the guys closer to Kit McKean um in that in the kind of ranking order um and he ended up leading London was he uh, was he was he an Englishman he's actually an American he's an American um, anyway, he, he calls this meeting, um, and I, I believe that the staff and some key members somewhere in the States are talking about Kip and just the situation. Um, and um, I think a lot of things come out and a lot of things are said. Um, I'm not quite sure if Kip was at that meeting again. I, I don't recall. I think he probably was, and there was a, there was a, confront, a confrontation of some sort. I, that, that, from what I remember, that I think that was the case. Um, and, um, you know, Mark basically comes back to London and, uh, as a consequence of that meeting, that unity meeting where people are being 
where leaders, world leaders have been very vocal about how they're feeling about where, where things are. Um, he, he uh, you know, comes back and kind of admits to the London staff, hey, you know, I've just come from, back from this meeting and there's definitely be some, there's been some issues. You know, I've definitely been at fault. So extends these, the, the open conversation to the London staff. Um, the London staff have got issues. They're like, okay, yeah, we've got some stuff to say. Okay, yeah, we'll tell you how we've been feeling. And they open up, you know. Um, and when you, say, uh, when you say the staff, who, who, who yeah. are we talking about? The staff would be, from my perspective, from a, the a rank and file member, you know, um, the staff are the paid uh, leaders in the church. Yeah. You know, I was leader in the church, but I was uh, an unpaid leader. Um, you know, I was given a responsibility of uh, uh, looking after, shepherding, so to speak, a handful of individuals, along with the sister. I would take care of the brothers or the overall group. Mm -hmm. She would take care particularly of the sisters, but we would, we would, we would manage and, and look after these individuals, making sure they're paying contribution, mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, they're at church, yeah. not missing meetings, bringing people along. You know, that would be my, my job. But above me would be the paid individual. Who would oversee the several oversee. groups. Several, several groups mm -hmm. of, you know, just like mine. And that was his job to make sure that the likes of myself, um, this level, level of leadership are, are doing what they need to do to keep things in order. That's the way it would work. So um, these leaders, these paid individuals, um, some have been paid individuals, um, we'd, we'd say in the ministry, when you're in the ministry, it means you work for the church. So these guys in the ministry, um, you know, um, yeah, they had a lot to say. You know, when you're paid, you know, there's power over you and there's pressure on you. And some of these guys, you know, were under some pressure um, to perform, you know. Some of these paid guys, these these disciples would, would even, they would even, uh, you know, be a bit deceitful about their stats in their meetings just because of the pressure to perform, you know, they've been paid. Um, so um, these guys that, you know, had a lot to say to uh, Mark about Mark's particular leadership, um, leadership style and how he'd been doing things, you know, the, 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 the kind of, previous years and um and then these talks extended into uh, basically extended into uh the likes of myself the rank and file individuals and people started to uh it, we were basically told look you know uh kit mckean is on sabbatical and there's been some discussions um amongst leadership the upper leadership and we like and a lot's been said and there's been a lot of apologies and there's been some revelations and some you know, some understandings, and uh, we'd like to extend the conversations to you, the congregation. How do you feel? Um, and, um, and, uh, and yeah, there was, there was some, some feelings, you know, so these talks are starting to kind of come about, but, you know, uh, basically Henry Creek's letter drops. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it drops. <laughs> the way, the way, the way my, my understanding of the way, it, the way it dropped was there was actually a meeting where, where he, 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 uh, he, uh, he was, again, there's these talks happening amongst the leadership and Henry Crete had drafted this letter and he'd given it to the leaders in this meeting. He'd given them all a copy just to have a little read. It, was, it wasn't finished. Uh, and there was a brother who wasn't in the ministry, but was very respected and had a lot to say and, and they, they respected his opinion. And he was invited to this, this, this meeting. Now, that, this was kind of um, unusual to have um, regular, regular rank and file individuals in these upper echelon meetings that was on that was that's kind of unusual but that's this is where things were going at this time this kind of this this stage of openness okay and transparency so 
his brother turns to meet him and he um, is given a copy of this, this document, this letter, and it blows his mind. And he feels like, now this letter was written by a leader for the leaders. It was never meant to have been to be seen by the regular disciples. He was talking, the letter is literally talking to the leadership, the upper leadership. Hey guys, we need to figure things out. They're doing some things wrong. That was what that letter was about. But this brother got hold of it who was invited to this meeting and was like, no, 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 no. This stuff is so important. It cannot stay in this room. Everyone should be able to read this. And he let it out. He let the letter out. Um, and, um, you know, uh, it, obviously it caused some issues uh, between himself and, 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 uh, and Henry. But Henry eventually actually came around to, okay, it's gone out now. Fair enough. And eventually wrote uh, the final draft. Which was which was made available, but that was how the letter came about. Now, upon this letter coming out, is when the uh, open forums really kicked off. Now it was like, you know, the letter described basically the grievances, like twenty-five years of grievance, twenty-five years of issues, all the things that you'd normally be kicked out for for bringing up. Um, this letter addressed them all, and it, it, in essence, it was like the people are right, the people are right. In essence, that's what the, the, the letter said. We need to change. We need to change things. Um, and uh, hence it, the, the implosion began. The implosion if, I, began. If, if I can, um, ironically, the letter was not the first of its kind. The Henry Crete letter. So I heard. So. Um, there were letters that were written before, uh, maybe just, just nine years before in 1994. There was a situation with the church in um, in Indianapolis, right? And um, cousin Eddie, you and I we, last week we spoke with Kathy. All right, you remember that conversation? And she was talking about how how that happened in 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 her church. And several years before that, there was investigations about the just the beginnings of the church uh, with Chuck Lucas and and Kip McKean. Have you heard of those? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Right? These are these, these are some of the superstars in the church. These some of the superstars, but yeah. so, but again, all these things were under wraps, mm. and those times did not have the benefit of the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so now with the letter, what makes the letter Henry Crete's letter different is, you know, kudos to him for writing it, and kudos to him for organizing it in the way that it was written, right? And it was delivered responsibly, I thought, and written carefully. It was still helped out with the internet because if he would have written that in 1995, nobody would have read it, man. It buried it. Yeah, they would have buried it. You think you think that letter would have made it to an episode of KNN? <laughs> I mean, while I was in the ICOC, there was a an attempt to ban a book. You know that that's where things are at. Gordon Ferguson had written a book. Um, he was an elder in the church. He was an elder in the church. Okay, he written a book, and it was a, again a bit, a little bit like Crete's letter. It was addressing some things, and um, it was released, I believe, by DPI, which was the the the, the, the kingdom's own kind of mm -hmm. um, book uh, publisher, their own publishing company. company. Yeah, publishing company. But you know, when it when it got out, it was like, oh, whoa, maybe that shouldn't have got out. And they actually tried to. They encouraged us not to read the book, point blank. Like, really? I don't remember this. In London, there was an attempt to try and squash the book. It, I mean, this is what I'm, you know, hey. 
Listen, man. Listen, this is where this is where I call the timeout. There's there's a timeout. Gordon Ferguson was one of the elite members of this organization. I don't know where he ranked, but I just know he was one of the elite Nelda. Nelda. founding father type of person in this organization. Are you saying that he wrote a book? Yeah. For DPI. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cousin Eddie, DPI is uh, Disciples Publishing Incorporated or something like that. Mm. Right. It was our own propaganda. We're writing books about our shit for members to read. He wrote a book and it was the church deemed it as controversial. And in London, they encouraged people not to read it. 100 percent that happened i had the book oh contraband <laughs> i had the contraband you know uh, i mean it was did you, did you did you get it after you were told not to or you already had it um i think i got it after um because <laughs> you know you know the way it goes you know like don't do that oh really <laughs> why <laughs> so you want to find out right yeah so you know i got hold of the book and and it was great it, it was I, I can't i mean this was 20 years ago you know i can't remember yeah. exactly the contents of the book but but i remember there was like a, a blatant attempt and there were discussions amongst the kind of rank and file like are they like banned the book They're, this is book banning this is like it was one of those kind of uh red flags you know yeah it was one yeah. of those red earlier red flags you know yeah. that the the yeah. facade was kind of crumbling even then. And this was closer to 2003. This was you know, within a, a few years, you know, yeah. um, is, is when that happened. Um, and it was one of those little kind of moments of, I think, a worldwide moment of, ooh, church-wide moment of red flag. You, 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 you mentioned red flags, and that's something that we've asked uh, numerous guests about. What were some other red flags that you noticed that you decided to, you know, just, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what were some of the red flags and what did you, that you noticed and what did you, what did you decide to do when you noticed those red flags? Next time on the reclamation. Um, now there's one side of that. There's regret and there's frustration and there's anger and there's Mm -hmm. resentment and there's all of that. But well, on the other side of that, it's nice to kind of, after living, you know, as long as, as, as I have, as we have, you know, at this age, um, it's nice to kind of still be surprised by things, you know. You know, I didn't lose faith and, and lose hope. I've just gained more understanding about life.